Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hello, Craig. I hate L.A. That's a short <laughs> song tonight. Yeah, well, they, that song lasted about as long as our chances of winning that game. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe a yeah. little longer. You know, our last <laughs> three games against L.A. teams have been not great. Um, this one was a different one entirely. But Yeah. But yeah, this yeah. is Podcast versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers. Um, this is, uh, episode, I don't know, 104. Wow. Um, 104. With me for all 104 of those episodes is Jeff Neusser. Yeah, that's uh, me. How are we doing tonight, Jeff? <sighs> this is the best part of my night. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. <laughs> it's, uh, I've been grading ferociously all day. And, uh, if anybody, I don't know, I don't know how many teachers we have who listen to the show. Uh, but the teachers who do listen to the show will, will nod, uh, nod knowingly with this, that man, there's nothing that takes away your brain like grading. So if I, if I sound sluggish at all tonight, if I wander off into areas where, uh, it's not really making a lot of sense, uh, like right now when I'm struggling to find the right words. Yeah. Uh, that is because the grading has literally sucked the brain out of my skull. Like it's just there is nothing that does it quite like that. And I I I graded for about four hours this afternoon, and I am. Uh, let's just say if we weren't recording right now, so it's what it's like nine fifteen, right? Like about nine fifteen Tuesday night. If we were not recording right now, I I would be I'd just go to bed, just crash out. So. I'll tell you I'll tell you something that may rival that in terms of brain drain. Yeah, and that is deciding beforehand because you did it when you were on vacation last year is taking a <laughs> shot, a tequila <laughs> shot for every time the Sounders score a goal in the Western Conference Final, and it yeah. turns out they scored three goals just like last year, but the three goals happen to be in a twenty minute span. <laughs> rapid succession <laughs> and then you decide to just repeatedly watch the 20 minute that 20 minute span on repeat. did you take more it's shots done. while you were re- no, watching I took, it on repeat i took one more re- you know victory shots that's what i did last year and then yeah that one that one was a little lighter pour i'll say that yeah um but but i but yeah and, and then i decided that chugging a barley wine would be a good idea um you know for the grams that, that may have and been then, a step too far buddy but then the it wasn't so much a hangover this morning. It was just a lack of sleep because I stayed up till one o'clock in the morning, and then also, <laughs> you know, had to take my kid to daycare, you know, whatever. And yeah, whatever. Yeah, so. I had to get up and do dad things. Like, listen, being a dad should never stop you from living your life. Like that was that was a thing that um, that Sarah and I talked about. Like, basically, when we decided to have kids, I was like, listen. Like we know a lot of people who, uh, you know, basically their kids, their kids run their lives basically. And it's like they, as soon as they became parents, they tried to fit their life into their kids. 
And we were like, as soon as we were, were talking about having kids and we were, you know, like we were pregnant and all we talked about, you know, how are we going to parent? Like, I, th- I think that's always a good idea, right. For, for the parents to talk to each other about how they want to do things. And I was just like, listen, like, yeah, I want to have kids and I want to have a family, but it's also important to me that, that I live my life. And I'm also, I'm just like, I just had this really strong philosophy that, look, the kid can fit into your life um, for the most part. I mean, there are things obviously where that doesn't really work and um, whatever. But, you know, it's for the most part, I'm like, yeah, like if I'm going, if we're going someplace, we'll bring the kids with us. If we're doing something, we'll have the kids do it with us. Like I'm not going to be a prisoner to them or uh, their schedule or their things that they need to do. Uh, as much as possible. And, and obviously I make time for the kids and make their things a priority, but it's also like, you know, you gotta, you gotta do you a little bit too. And, uh, so yeah, I, you know, you know, I just, uh, I stayed up late, you know, you, you stayed up late and watched the game and then, you know, we'd get up and we, we do our parent thing in the morning and sometimes we do it without, without a lot of sleep. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Last night was a heck of a lot of fun, man. For people, for our listeners who don't know, by the way, uh, the Sounders won the Western Conference Final, so they're off to MLS Cup, which is like you know the Super Bowl of MLS, and they they were down two nothing in the seventy fifth minute. So with fifteen minutes to play in the game, they were down two goals to nothing, and uh, scored a goal in the seventy fifth minute, scored a goal like in the eighty ninth minute uh, to tie it up, and then uh, and then scored the game winning goal in like the ninety second minute, so in extra time. Uh, to win it in uh, in regulation and and advance to MLS Cup, where they have a chance to defend their championship, which was all very very exciting to to your two podcast hosts who uh, really were a little very excited, but also a little pissed off that they weren't watching it together uh, in Lumen Field. Craig. Oh, sorry. I was on mute because um, my my three year old is banging on her do- door upstairs, and I didn't want someone to freak out and and like what the hell is happening in, in your house. But yeah, so speaking of her, I you know I did not I love it. Dude. Was, we were so like you were muted because she was screaming, and we're just rolling on with the show. Yeah, exactly. Well, here we so, go. So yeah, but last night I was just like. I, you know, I, I usually try to be maybe a little quieter when I'm watching sports and she's trying to go to bed, but I was just like, just let it flow. Last night was not one of those, dude. No, that was I, a... I let it flow. And, and so Amanda's like, go upstairs just to let your daughter know that you're okay. Cause you just yeah. like screaming for the last yeah. 15 minutes. So yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, now she is, uh, screaming and, um, <laughs> so you'll probably hear her on the podcast if she, cause that's, she's taken to banging on her bedroom door. Uh, yeah. when she when she wants something um, yeah. and then if that fails she just makes an absolute mess of her bedroom so yeah i'm, I'm thinking oh, yeah. of just building her room into one of like those padded cells <laughs> that you know you see in movies at mental health you know mental health hospitals so um yeah just just so she has nothing to yeah. make a mess with but um and she insists on sleeping on the floor anyway so I don't even know why she has a bed. Uh, kids um, are amazing with their agency, man. When they start figuring out the things that they can control that you can do nothing about. Yeah. Um, that's, that's when parenting gets really fun, right? Like, like they start to realize, okay, there, these are the things that the parent can control. These are the things that the parent can do. And then these are the things that actually they can't do shit about like 
they can't like when you're trying to potty train, right? So this is this is you know you went through this like you know they're just like finally they they realize oh like I'm in control of this like they cannot make me go to the bathroom or when they're in their bedroom and you're trying to get them to go to sleep and they're like huh I can do things like like toss my bedroom because I'm mad I can bang on a door I can you know, stick my hand in the shit in my diaper and wipe it all over the wall. Yep. You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you had that happen. I've had that happen. Like, I'm just like, you know, and at some point you just go, you know, there are certain things you just have to for, ignore. Reiterate my disdain for Bordeaux's butt paste. Yeah. <laughs> it has left a lasting, lasting impression on my house. Uh, I, I think when you told that story, I think I told this as well, but my son at one time, so my oldest son, when he was like, I don't know, four, I think. So this is, this is almost 10 years ago now. Uh, we left a, uh, we left a, a jar of Vicks VapoRub in there and he, uh, like stuck, stuck his hand in it and put it in his hair. Oh, and so, uh, and then he fell asleep and, and we, we, you know, he was one of those kids. He just so hard to go to sleep. And so we would really just basically make him stay in his room and he would essentially, you know, like throw a fit and bang on things and whatever. And then eventually he'd like pass out. Yeah. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you just kind of have to do that, right? Like you can't, if you go in there every time they cry, like you'll never sleep. They'll never sleep. Like at some point you just got to kind of let them, go through it, you know, yep. and wear themselves out. And so, you know, we, he finally stopped crying. He went to sleep. Right. And we're watching TV in the other room and we're finally like, okay, so we go check on him and we look, and <laughs> he's just sprawled out on the bed and his hair is just sticking straight up. <laughs> and we're like, Oh my God, why is it? And he has really thick hair too. Like that was the other thing is so we're like, why is his hair sticking straight up? And then we see next to him in the bed is this empty jar of Vicks VapoRub. And we're just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. If you don't like, if people have never used Vicks VapoRub, it's petroleum jelly. And so it's like, it's, it's, you can't wash it out. No, it's oil. Like it's oil. It's petroleum. And so, uh, so the way we got it out was, uh, Dawn soap apparently is the way to do it. That'll, it'll cut grease on your, on your plates. And it'll also cut the oil in your kid's hair. So, so there you go. If you learn nothing else tonight from us, uh, you learn how to get Vicks VapoRub out of the hair of a child. So all of that was to delay the inevitable of what <laughs> we is... have to do. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't have to talk about, about this it. Garbage football oh, game. Fine. This, this, this piling, steaming pile of, of shit that we sat through for, <laughs> well, particularly the first quarter of it. I know. Then, and then just kind of toughed it out for the final three, you know, final three quarters champions. Uh, yeah. Our, our Cougs. Woohoo! Uh, I know. I thought Mark's count. Mark's post on Monday was fantastic about yeah. that. Like it was just like the first time I read it, I didn't quite get it. I'm like, did he start to write a recap and then not see that I was writing the recap? And I was like trying to figure out what had happened. And then like I read it a second time and I went, oh my god, I'm really slow on a Monday morning. That was perfect. But yeah, um, so right right before the you know not long before the game started, news came out that. WC was missing half their secondary, basically. Um, Bad place to be missing dudes against. In USC. particular, possibly their best defensive player. Uh, you know, Brandon Jackson might be up there, and J- uh, uh, Jahad Woods might be up there too. But Jalen Watson. Jalen um, Watson's at the top. Yeah, uh, but missing him when you're playing 
just an absolutely stacked wide receiver core and two guys on the outside that uh, are just just absolutely torched us. Um, at least I, I wouldn't even say that like, you know, like St. Brown was just at right place, right time. Most of the time, you know, like he, I mean, he only had 65 yards, only nine yards, of, you know, a catch, but like, it's like four. <laughs> well, touchdowns. yeah. When you're when you're, when the, your drives are starting on the opponent, yeah, 10 yeah. yard line, <laughs> like you're not going to get a lot of yards. Well, yeah. This, so this, yeah. So, I mean, the, the way the game started was just, I mean, Jaden Delora clearly, you know, he's still a true freshman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever, um, whatever delusion we had about, <laughs> he's not really a freshman. No, he's, he's definitely a freshman. So, I mean, let's talk about, you know, his intercept. Okay. Well, first I'll talk about USC strategy worked, worked really well. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many other teams will have the athletes to do it, but they did not give up anything over the top. Um, you know, still WSU, you know, probably could have gotten a couple of the, you know, Jameer Calvin dropped a big, big pass. But other than that, they're most, they were giving up everything underneath five yard routes, those five yard outs that, yep. like that if you haven't if you, just through three games, you can tell those like little five yard outs are pretty, like pretty standard, uh, piece of the offense. Like you see those over and over again. Um, you know, you have that guy drawing in the, supposed to be drawing in hopefully the defender and then the the other guy runs right by yeah the um, theory is at some point you can't you know the team's not going to let you have five yard outs all day right like but when your quarterback's a little off and he's missing some of those five yard outs so instead of getting five or six you're getting zero um that sets your offense back and then uh you know I, it really sucked because there it really looked you know mcintosh had a pretty good day in his limited carries um, we had talked about this is a team they could run on, but when you're down 28-0, like right off the bat, yeah. it's like <laughs> there's only so much you can do there. And, and plus, yeah, plus when you're just like you're starting it off, starting off the drive of the pass at second and ten, it's really hard to just, you. It, yeah, it's really hard to run on second and ten. It's just not an ideal running situation. It's a situ. It's a, like a down you probably should not run on. Right. Often, I mean, if you get four yards, you're still you're third still and third long. and six. So you know. Yeah. So, but Jaden, his first pick was just I think pure hubris. Like he he did this kind of faded way. I mean, it was a nice play by number fifteen, um, who uh, did not endear himself to Coogs uh, throughout yeah. the rest of the game. With I his... mean, he thought he had man to man coverage. Like that seemed pretty clear. He thought like, he did. He didn't. He thought he had man to man coverage. There was like a little shallow cross uh, across the middle of the field. And, then, there, and honestly, if he hits that pass, there's room. Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember who was running the cross. Yeah. Uh, but. It, but if he hits the pass, yeah. but he doesn't, you know, he kind of faded left and then tossed right and barely looked. You know, I think he just was expecting the guy to be there. Yeah. What he didn't expect is 15 dropping back Yeah. Um, a little bit. Like, he was yeah. just dropping back. He he basically stopped his rush and just dropped yeah, back. I'm and, not, he may have freelanced that. Yeah. I, I'm honestly not sure if he, like, was legit supposed just, to be have in been that a spot thing, or if you know? he just, like – Saw the quarterback's eyes and thought, okay, he's he's trying to get rid of it, so I'm just going to get into a passing lane. Like I don't know, but uh, yeah, incredibly athletic play by that yeah, douchebag. And then he, <laughs> then he had to. Jaden had the the at, like insult to injury jump. 
got hurtled by the guy. Jane, don't try to tackle me. No, don't. I mean, good effort. Good I mean, try. that's that's how you want him to try to tackle. Just go low yeah, and hope Go he, low, hope try to take his feet. legs out. But, uh, um, but yeah, he got hurtled. get hurtled over. Um, Whoopsies. And so that was... Obviously, WSC started slow. They, you know, they punted on their first. Well, they didn't punt on their first. Okay, first drive. Uh, that was James' first first drive. Um, I, you know, we probably, if this game had been closer, it would have been the very first thing we said. Um, WSU kind of dinked and dunked that they, they were getting enough of the five yard outs to get down the field. They're getting a little. You know, they had a they had a nice screen to Harris they had a they had a nice you know 15 yard run from McIntosh and I you know he got another like eight or nine on another run and then and then they get to a fourth and one you know in in that kind of in between zone they're around the 30 I think and very very clear offside it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't really close it wasn't close and and um you know, unfortunately, Travell Harris also dropped the pass. It should have been yeah. a first down, but it shouldn't have mattered because the USC player and they and it WC snapped the ball quick, like quicker to get that penalty because it should have been a penalty. Yeah. Um, and you know that probably took you know WC's probably getting points on that drive three or seven. Uh, does that mean the defense is going to do better? I don't know. Um. But it would have been nice to start with three or seven versus sure. nothing. <laughs> versus nothing. Because we saw how hard points were going to become by the rest of the – I mean, we can talk about the two scoring drives. We'll get to those. Like, gee, like th- those were slogs. Yeah. Uh, definitely not the type of drives that are going to let you come make up a 28-point deficit. But, yeah, so, you know, you start out that way, and then USC just went – It was they started with Drake London, who's a f- fucking massive dude – playing the slot like basically he is what like when we saw the cassidy woods size yeah like, like he's basically that that's what we were hoping like for, that's right? what we were hoping for right there just andre lintz dude yeah andre <laughs> oh god deep deep pole so you got this guy in the air raid that's the size of a tight end but uh you know but just but runs like a wide receiver runs like a wide receiver and just absolutely shredding um, us in the slot and he, that first drive was mostly him and then St. Brown got the touchdown uh, but yeah so we just saw it, like this impact of the secondary was massive um, you know I think Jalen Watson has barely been thrown at this year and that's you know that's not like, even barely zero targets yeah apparently that's that's what Theo said I don't know uh, where he drew that stat from, but yeah, because I don't, I've never, but I don't I, know where to get those. Yeah, but shots, I don't. But, I mean, I certainly don't recall. Might have been something a coach told him or something. Yeah, I know. mean, I, I certainly don't recall seeing him. Um, yeah, you kind of forget he exists, and that's yeah, what you. They that's, just that's, don't throw at him. They just throw to the other that's side. That's like the Richard Sherman, Deion Sanders type corner. You yeah, know? like, like they, people they just, just throw to the other go, side. Don't go over there, and you know it might mean the other guy is. Is is really bad, but I could mean that. But but it does. It I don't. You know, um, not not necessarily. Uh, obviously, Jalen Watson is far and away their best corner, and it would have been really nice because they're probably not going to see. Well, I mean, they only have two more games, but yeah, they're definitely not going to see a better wide receiving core this year. Um, and no. so, uh, yeah, that was just rough. Um, and they well, got and they got abused. And and I'll say at the start of the game, uh the defensive line wasn't really getting much pressure on Slovis 
at least they were a little late, I would say, often. Like, they just weren't getting there fast enough. And so he was basically just throwing to wide-open dudes. You know, I, you get you kind of get, like, you know, you see tweets like, Slovis is just on fire. It's like, like he's throwing to wide-open Yeah, open he's throwing guys. to dudes that are clear by, like, five yards. I don't know. I mean, like, the whole thing about this is, I like, uh, we started out the year going, how much should we read into this, right? And yeah. what should we take away? Like, like this, this game is the epitome of just who cares? Like... Well, like, yeah, because I mean, when I don't know how you take anything away from this, um, Jane, like we already said, Jane Delore played like a freshman. Uh, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Uh, the entire second half, pretty much, and definitely the whole fourth quarter was like basically backups doing getting playing time. Spring game. Like, was USC really trying to score more points in the second half? I don't know. Like, I I would think that they were, but also at the same time, I'm like, I mean, they're still maybe throwing they weren't. the ball. I don't know. Like, they're still throwing the ball. I don't think Slovis is going to hold on trying, and intentionally like, get sacked. I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> That's true, but it's just like, you know, how how much is this? How much is that? How much is the game state? How much is what the coaches are trying to do? Like. Like, I mean, maybe maybe USC was like, hey, let's work on this concept that we're not very good at and we need to get better at. Like, I mean, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, the game was was over, was so over. And there was really I mean, I guess maybe they didn't watch the UCLA game last year with us. But, you know, th- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just the, the probability of a comeback was so tiny. Well, yeah. I mean, their defense was making WSU earn every yard. So when yeah. they finally scored a touchdown at the end of the first half. It was a seven-minute drive. It, yeah. it took seven minutes to go down the field, yeah, and score. It took, and maybe every that's bit. why the air raid was so good over the years against them. To be honest, yeah, like you know, if USC with all those athletes is like, hey, we're just going to patiently make you dunk it, dink it, dunk it down the field. It's like, okay, sure, no problem, right? Yeah. Like, like we could do that. You know, Gardner Minshew did that for for an entire game, pretty much, and you know, damn near won the game down there a couple of years ago. So, yeah, the, the yeah. USC had the classic like uh, Mike Leach era line where you know, with the net rushing yards, which include sack yards, they had yeah. five yards uh, total rushing, and yeah. uh, you know, two hundred. But you know, so it's just and luckily the, for them, they didn't they didn't up, they didn't do kneel downs at the end of the game. Because that's usually where WSU would end up in the negative, right? And then we've I've heard uh, I think on Minshew did a game watch on Pac-12 Network of the Utah game with Rolo, and yeah. he talked about how yeah we'd end up we'd have like twenty rushing yards and then we would do four five yard kneel downs at the end of the game or three five yard <laughs> kneel whatever take us down to zero yeah um, but yeah so uh, that's beside the point but I mean it's funny the, the entire game like even when USC was trying. The run defense looked a hell of a lot better than I expected it to be. Yeah, I think overall the defensive line like played pretty well um, yeah. against you know uh, what you can assume are you know f- you know th- four high three star four star you know offensive line athletes. Yeah. Um, so I it, it's that was you know if if you're looking for encouragement, I think defensive line play you got some young guys get some sacks here. Um, let me bring up the defensive. Uh, yeah, I mean, Stats. Brennan Jackson, you know, is, has been a real bright spot. Yeah, Brennan year. Jackson looked really good. Um, you, you had uh, guys who haven't really played. Quinn Roth. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Dude, that's a, that was a name <laughs> to me. Walk on, I assume. Yeah, so he had he had one and a half TFLs in that second half when they were getting, 
you know, basically turned into a spring game. Yeah. Like, they were just working guys in. Um, so, yeah, the defensive line played well. Um, it's just that if they didn't get to the quarterback, if they weren't yeah. stopping the run, yeah. there wasn't much help behind them. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't want to drag the kids too much. Like, but it just like no, it, they I were mean, overmatched. Like you saw, just St. Brown just just overpower. Um, like, I can't. It was Derek Langford. De- Derek Langford. Yeah, just absolutely yeah. overpower him. And we saw, you know, uh, uh, Taylor Vaughn's uh, just torch Hicks a few times, and just yeah. it just, you know, they're just not. There's not there. This is just a tough matchup. Athletically, athletically, we're not there, right? And, and like, it, yeah, like and Watson, and, who didn't play, and then Aiden Hector are probably our two, like, legit athletes in the secondary, yeah. right? And Langford's not that. Isom's not that. And you know, God bless him. Like, you know, good kids, I'm sure, and fine young gentlemen who play hard and care. Um, and, and by the way, that that's a part that maybe we should, you know, really sort of really emphasize. I feel like anyway, we should really emphasize is like, they did not fold. Um, they kept fighting. They kept, they got scrapping. some hits in man. They got yeah. some hits in the second half. They, yeah, like they, they, they hurt, really kept they hurt Slovis. They, they, they delivered yeah. some blows yeah. to some, some of the wide receivers and yeah. some of the running backs. Like Travion Brown had a nice hit on, uh, yeah. One of the wideouts. Yep. Um, so, like, you know, that's, you know, you like to see him do yeah. that. You know, if, if USC is going to run away from you, at least give him some pain yeah. on the way out. And we know what it looks like when that snowball starts rolling and it doesn't stop. And, you know, part of it, I think, is, you know, obviously this USC team, number 15 ranking or whatever or otherwise, um, you know, is, is not maybe – you know, previous vintages, right? Like, you know, yeah, Pete, this is, Pete this, Carroll against yeah. Paul Wolf, that kind of deal. Um, but also, also, uh, you know, you can't on the one hand say that. And then on the other hand, look at the first quarter and go, Oh my God, they were so physically overmatched. Like, okay, either they were, or they weren't. Well, they were physically overmatched and whatever they did, uh, especially in about for about the final two and a half quarters, um, you know, they played really well and they came back and, you know, hit USC back in the mouth and, you know, granted the offense could never really get enough going yep. to, to really truly threaten the lead, but, but the defense did not quit. They didn't just allow 69 points. And, you know, I think, I mean, no, uh, they were allowed 287 yards. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a 5.4 that yards of play. Yeah. They deserve a ton of credit for that, especially for those, that 5.4 yards of play total. It was 7.9 yards of play after the first quarter even with all those short fields and the goal yeah. line plays that they had, like, like they, they were going at about eight yards a pop. And so to end over the final three quarters to a point where the total came down to that. And number, again, it's not like yeah. USC was just keeping the ball on the ground to run the clock out. Right. They were, they were throwing the ball. This is the air raid. They were doing yeah. exactly what WSU has done for years. Like yep. it's, it's the same thing. Definitely in the third quarter they were. Fourth quarter they they dialed it back well, a bit. Fourth quarter and they barely had the had, ball. We also <laughs> had the ball so, for two thirds of the fourth quarter. Yeah, then. WSU yeah. had the ball for an eleven. Yeah, so plus let's talk about that, drive. man. Let's talk about that drive. Okay, so Delora came out at the end of third quarter, and Gunnar Cruz came in. Um, I don't know if it was an injury or not. It uh, it, it would have made sense to bring on a different guy, honestly. And that it seemed you like have, it was just a of, hey, it's the fourth quarter. Let's do. Yeah, you have a bunch of young quarterbacks who have never seen time, so get them in there. Yeah, um, and it's a game that's over. Yeah, so Gunnar Cruz comes in. Um, 
you know, I think he had to come in on a second and 15, which sucked. It was, yeah, which was um, weird. Yeah, so that kind of hamstringed him. But the next time we, we see him come out, he runs he runs a, a few more plays on the next drive. And then uh, I think it was like a, a third and one. They bring Cam and Cooper in and have him run a QB, QB keeper. <laughs> Like right up yeah. the gut. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was on. Uh, yes, it was a third and one. Okay, so Cruz had been in for the previous. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays. The first eight plays of the drive, he had been in, and then it's third Which, and one. Oh, they weren't even at the like eight plays, and they yeah. were not even at midfield yet. Yeah, and I mean, and that was <laughs> five, almost six minutes. Yeah. It took almost six minutes for those first eight plays, right? Going, okay, so first play, minus one, plus 12, five-yard penalty, plus six, plus three, plus nine, plus seven, plus two, for third and one at the 50. So no Cooper, no, no plays, Co- one one play over t- 10 yards. Yeah, one play over 10 yards. Uh, Gunner Cruz to Lucas Bacon. Yeah, that was at Lucas Bacon on the sideline. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then, uh, so Cooper comes in, third and one. <laughs> runs it up the middle for two yards which was very much a design play you could tell yeah he, like, oh, yeah so they're like here you go kid your first yeah. snap in college major college football go for it man yeah. <laughs> and then cooper for 10 to Travel harris clay markoff no gain cam and cooper runs for a yard cam and cooper throws a pass complete to markoff for seven and by the way he absolutely murders murdered yeah murders some dude in the secondary which is fantastic number 22 i can't remember his name, okay he just so died. then it's fourth and two and then back in comes back Cruz on fourth down yeah and then he runs for four yards to get the first down uh and then pass defensive pass interference yeah, uh, and then, ball to calvin i think yeah in the, end zone. in the corner yep and then cooper comes back in <laughs> throws a pass to Travell Harris for five yards. Cruz comes back in the next play, the next play, no timeout, no just timeout, just comes in, out. just shuttling him in. Look, I have seen high. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm being dead serious when I say I've seen high schools do this where they, they have two quarterbacks and they basically just shuttle them in and out and in and out with the play. Right. And so they mm-hmm. can on the sideline, they can coach them up in between plays, tell them exactly what they want on the next play, send him in for the play. Other guy comes out, they coach him up and then, you know, they just rotate them like that. Tell them exactly what the play call is going to be. Tell them exactly what they want. And they can kind of do a little more coaching. Uh, I don't know that it's, you know, generally all that effective as as a as a, you know, a real deal practice. But I, I have no doubt that's what was going on here on this drive was just, hey, it's this long drive. It ends up being 16 plays, 93 yards, 10 minutes and 38 seconds, which is absolutely bizarre. And uh, But it's like, you know, you but once they started kind of rotating, like they were, they were rotating every like four or five plays, and all of a sudden it was like every couple plays. And, you know, I'm sure that that's what it was. They were, you know, you come out, coach them up on what they did, send them back in, you know, and, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, that's how you would run a practice. Yeah. basically so i mean that's why i i tweeted something like remember guys this is just a a, a fancy spring game against uh against a, a different opponent and so i you know it was more tongue-in-cheek just because yeah. of the way you yeah. know it, it you know it's not like the nature of these games are spring games i know the kids care about them a lot and so like and the coaches do and the fans do so but but still like they were treating it like a spring game like absolutely yeah um and so it was uh it was interesting you know 
you know you're getting blown out at least they were able to keep the chains moving so they were able to do that yeah um they barely like they were just barely churning them out you know um just getting enough and hey you know maybe it it, it managed to score a bit um if, if you know if maybe coaches generally worry about that probably more than they yeah. should um but uh yeah 38 13 obviously looks a lot better when it was 28 nothing after one quarter <laughs> yeah um but yeah so it's it was it was fascinating to watch man and i'll say like you know they all kind of do different stuff like <laughs> uh, yeah gunner and cameron both obviously like you know i think people immediately jim on like they have nicer looking throwing motions than Jaden does i think For that's sure. pretty obvious yeah um gunner is fucking huge like we knew he was but jesus that yeah. dude is he's huge. big dude <laughs> yeah. yeah um cameron looked a little more athletic than i expected yeah, yeah. he moves um, well real it looks like he really likes throwing on the run yeah um, he's got he's a got really, a nice, really nice easy throwing motion when yeah. he's moving yeah he threw a really that uh whichever one went for the I think it was the first throw, 10 yards to Travel. Mm-hmm. Uh after he got the first down. That was he was rolling to his left on that one. Just a really nice dart to Travel, really nice throw. Yeah, so. think in Gunners was supposed to have the big arm but like his first, he kind of short armed his first <laughs> yeah. one. I don't know if he was uh, nervous or the ball was slippery yeah, maybe, or what. That looked awful though. I don't know. Yeah, like, that was weird. It looked terrible. But then he did have some other throws later that definitely yeah. showed off his arm strength. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's there. And uh, I, I don't know, like, I, I feel like all those guys have something that it, 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 it seems like now, like looking at that, they obviously, you know, the, the superlatives attached to Jaden Delora or why he was chosen, you know, the, the running yeah. ability and especially yeah. installing the new offense. And he, he can just kind of run some RPO, which is much simpler to run, obviously, because it's all reaction. And um, so maybe, you know. That that won him, and and truth, he he was really good in the first two games. He was yeah. not good in this game. He's yep. a freshman quarterback. Yeah, you know he's, he's. Oh God, that second interception. The first one was, was like that was whatever. a snowball thing, right? First there, one was man. like whatever. Second one was I'm a freshman. I'm down, you know, two touchdowns on the road to USC, and I am. God damn it, I'm going to make a play. I mean, I don't know what play he's trying to make. It's a two-yard route, and he's, like, chucking the ball as hard as he can at, like... At nobody. nobody. I mean, it was Lucas Bacon. It was Lucas Bacon, but he was was bracketed. Like, he had, like... There was was someone who intercepted the ball, and then there was someone in the middle right next to him. Yeah. Like, it was just not... That was was just very much a a mental mistake. It was a horrible decision. It was a horrible decision. He was... You know, I... Listen... I can never, you can never say definitively what, what a guy's thinking, but it seemed pretty obvious that he was really, really pressing that he was really trying to make a play. And from the very beginning of the year, we were like, okay, well this, you know, this is what freshmen do. And, you know, they try to make a play and they're not very composed and da da da. And then of course, you know, through two weeks we were like, you know, shit, like he's pretty, he's pretty composed. Like he, he's not, you know, yeah, he made a couple, you know, he made a bonehead throw against Oregon state, you know, trying to, Uh, you know, trying to get over the top and throwing in a double coverage. And you're like, okay, that's a bad decision. But you didn't really see the loss of composure. And we saw a loss of composure <laughs> on Sunday. Like that, he yeah. just sort of lost it for and, a sec. And... and we've talked about it kind of, you and I, like personally, talked about it kind of similar with Russell Wilson. Like, you know, he 
it, there was a point in the season where he was throwing a lot of interceptions, and then he's kind of like over adjusted at this point. But, yeah. um, but he, it, you know, when you're when you feel like every time you don't move the ball, the defense is giving up a touchdown. You yeah. can tell in a quarterback's mind, they're like, I have to make plays yeah. every I get single a time. Here. I, I gotta, have to I gotta score do a touchdown. A yeah. And so, yeah, you know, especially when you're 18, it's your third start ever. Like, this is, you know, that's, that's, you're, it's going to be harder to stamp. We watch it, we watch it impact Russell Wilson, who's a 32 year old veteran NFL quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to impact an 18 year old. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, this game is just whatever. The season is just whatever. But, like, you know, they didn't play for three weeks and they, they, uh, you know, they definitely are, you know, they're playing down like an, um, like half of a entire position group, uh, which was, you know, kind of the most important position group in this particular game, um, yeah. you know, playing the air raid with all those yep. receivers. So yeah, it's like, whatever. I mean, it sucks. Like it sucks to watch I me. Mean, you know, I, I, it, cause it's just, you, you have these nightmares, these flashbacks. I, I tweeted, uh, something I, you know, I just, I, I researched it to make sure I was right, but I, I just remembered off the top of my head. Three of, uh, Rolovich now joins company as three of the last four WC coaches have fell behind to USC 35-0 in the first half at some point. <laughs> at Leach, some point. Leach only got to 24-0. Yeah. Um, so this, like, So good job. Getting whooped by USC is a time-honored tradition at, at, at uh, WSU. Let's hope well, that let's hope that Rolovich is much more leech and much less yeah. uh, uh, Doba and Wolf, of course. When I was in school, so this is you know ninety-five to ninety-nine, uh, like beating USC was like a never thing. Yeah, like that was like. Uh, you know, it's sort of like us now with be like today beating Washington is like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Uh, that's the way it was with USC for, you know, 80 years or whatever. Like, like it was, if we beat USC, it was crazy. And then beating USC in Los Angeles was like a, like a no way like that. Like you think, you think beating them in Pullman, something beat them in Los Angeles. That's like not a chance. Uh, when we beat them down there in 97, uh, kind of at the beginning of that Rose Bowl run, it was just like, holy shit, we beat USC in Los Angeles? Like, wow, this team might really be legit. Like, it was that big of a deal. Um, now, obviously, we've had some since then. You were at one of them, which was not yeah. <laughs> not quite as glorious you know, 10, as, 7, yeah. yeah, you know, as, uh, you know, US, it wasn't exactly a vintage USC team. Uh, but you know, I think there's a little, I I think your point is well taken that, um, there's a little bit of historical like context maybe needed on this. And, uh, you know, USC is a team that will always have better athletes than always, no matter what, will always have better athletes than us. Uh, if they're coached reasonably well, they're going to have an advantage. Uh, I don't think either one of us thinks a whole heck of a lot of clay Helton, but you know, but I also don't think he's. I also don't think he's horrendous. Yeah, he's not um, like destroying things. Yeah, like, he's I mean, not USC just like he is still like pretty good. They're just yeah. not they're not like Pete Carroll level right. good. They're right. And maybe that's unfair. I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's no longer you know, maybe it's not fair to compare him to, to Pete Carroll and John Robinson and, and whatever that you know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's better to say, you know, maybe those days have passed. Obviously, USC wouldn't say that if you ask them because <laughs> they're they're douchey enough to think that they're just, you know, their rightful place is, you know, to be uh, undefeated every year. But uh, but maybe maybe to the rest of us who are a little bit more realistic, you know, maybe, maybe that era is passed for them. I don't know. So, yeah. 
but they're they're always going to be good. They're always going to have athletes. Um, they're always going to have better athletes than we do. And so then it's just a matter of how well we execute. And number one, we didn't execute well. And number two, you know, as we we said again and again, there were tons of guys missing. And it wasn't just the the guys in the secondary. I mean. You know, it's 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 the stuff that happened when the game got the first game got canceled, when the Stanford game got canceled. And we started digging into the roster and being like, okay, you know, how do you get to a point where a game gets canceled? And you start seeing really quickly um, how that happens when you got a whole bunch of guys, you know, half dozen guys or eight guys or whatever it was who went to the transfer portal. And then you got injuries and then you got the covid. And then it's like all of a sudden, like you look in the second half of this game. And it's you're like, oh, yeah, I can see how we ended up uh, without enough guys to play because of some of the guys who were playing. Right. Like the the backups were, you know, you mentioned that I've already forgotten his name, the defensive end, like uh, Rolf, 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 yeah? yeah, Quinn, Quinn, Rolf. Quinn, Rolf. Sorry, Quinn. I know. I'm sure you're a wonderful young man. I apologize. Uh, no insult intended. But it's also like I've never heard of you before. And, you know, you were getting a ton of run there in the last quarter and a half. So. Uh, it, you know, it just, it just brings you back to, it's all bullshit. Do not try to take too much away from it. Do not try to read too much into it. Um, I'm sort of consistently amazed at the seriousness with which people are taking this season, not just us, like the whole like thing with Ohio state right now and the CFP and all that. And I'm just like, I'm like, yo, this whole thing is just entirely stupid. Uh, it makes no sense. Everybody's making up the rules as they go along. Uh, I just don't know that there's anything that you take away from this, um, other than whatever, you know, individual evaluations you want to make. And, and that's really what coaches probably should be doing too. And, um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how Rolovich goes about it these last couple games. Uh, you know, if, if he pivots to, you know, straight, you know, evaluation mode or what they do. I mean, at this point, I don't want to see Max Borgie. Like, I don't want to see him. I, I don't want to, you know, sit it out, buddy. Just, I do not need you breaking your back for two absolutely, totally, 100%, completely, totally meaningless games. Like, just don't, don't do it. Let's get through these last couple of weeks. Let's see what we got. And, and then let's think about next season. Well, I will say, I, these I are, know that's these not how are, coaches these, think. Yeah, by these the are way. competitors, and they're sitting at one and two now. And if they win those last two games, they're three and two, and they have a winning record. And that's, I'm sure that that is on their mind. Um, we saw them kind of, you know, go into teaching mode when they got down twenty-eight zero. But n- new game, you know, against Cal next week. Yeah. This week, they're they're uh, they're they're going to be back in the mindset of we can win this game. We can get back to two and two coming up with you know whoever we're going to play on the 19th and uh yeah so that's you know i'm sure that's their mindset so i try to keep that in mind that they care so we don't try to you know cry like you know it's they're there's the players are still you know breaking their bodies and they're still working their asses off so which which is maybe a whole nother conversation about whether they should be doing that but yeah i you know i'm i'm trying not to take it too seriously And just trying to be like, you know, if they win, it's fun. It's great. If they lose, uh, especially if they lose like this, like just whatever, man, it's all, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that was great. Um, no, it wasn't, uh, not at all. Uh, but yeah. So, um, before we go to break and we'll talk about basketball after the break, I do have an update. Um, I got a nice text from, Amanda that said, uh, um, she's been quiet. Um, I, I'm 
kind of worried that she just knocked herself out. So that's <laughs> that's where we're at with her going to sleep. Um, we we automatically assume she knocked herself uh, out versus laid down and went to sleep. So. Actually went to sleep. But yeah, so when we come back from the break, we will talk about basketball. Big rivalry match coming up this Woo-hoo! week or, or game. I've watched too much soccer lately. Um, rivalry game coming up this week. And uh, yeah, let's do a commercial. And we're back. All right. So, you know, we got to, we always got disappointed by actually talking about beer on the, when we come back. <laughs> um, so, Jeff, what are you drinking? I am having, okay, so uh, following up on last week's show, I'm having another one of the pastry stouts here. It's not a stout, it's a porter. porter. Yeah, this one's a porter. Uh, but a, a pastry flavored P51 porter uh by uh by wingman this is the blueberry vanilla p51 porter and the moment that i popped the top i was like whoa so much blueberry so much blueberry aroma um and then i started drinking it and i'm like it's very weird and i kind of don't like it yeah so it's all right but it's it's uh i'm not getting it's very weird like i'm not getting a any of the flavors really distinctly it kind of feels like i don't know man it's kind of it kind of feels like somebody put it all in a blender and like you know what i mean like yeah. does that make any sense yeah like it just kind of tastes like all of it but none of it all at the same time is kind of what it tastes like so good effort wingman i just don't care for it yeah what about you um you know i i went up to you know i used uh now that we have be in preschool so uh i get some kind of days when i don't have a child so i i had ordered some beer online at holy mountain so i went up to seattle to pick it up um i got to have a you know they have like reservations this like outdoor beer garden which was not the best day for that let me tell you but you know i had a i had a couple little little pours um that was interesting i haven't had a beer at holy mountain in a very long time obviously yeah um and it wasn't really it was like having it outside in the parking lot right right they got it right out front there on whatever 15th or whatever that is out front yeah and i think it turns into 15th eventually i think it's like elliot or something yeah yeah. um uh but yeah uh so (laughs) that was nice and i picked up a couple four packs of ipas and then uh um, some King's Head barrel aged uh, double oat brown ale with hazelnut and vanilla. Uh, but right now I'm drinking one of the IPAs. It is Oracular Dreams, like Oracle, so or- Oracular. Like, um, so an Oracular Dream is like a vision, but it's a vision you have while you're sleeping. Uh, that is, I looked up that definition. Um, on the on the uh, bottom of the can is stamped Create Distance. Um, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, you know, 7% hazy IPA. Honestly, like it's, 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 it's good. Holy mountain, you know, generally makes good beers. Um, but it's, you know, it's not like, you know, it's a hazy IPA. It's, it, it tastes like a lot of hazy IPAs. It's, it's good. It's easy to drink. It's tasty. Um, it's 7%, pretty solid. Um, you know, tastes like a Holy mountain IPA. Um, pretty good stuff. Uh, you know, it's got kind of, uh, some, you know, uh, tropical aromatics, 
and then it's got you know low bitterness got all those qualities in a hazy ipa that you would expect so um it's very it's very good um but uh nothing that is like i i i wasn't going out of my way to buy it but i was already buying the the other beers that i was going out by out of my way of and to buy and and i thought you know i could you know get a couple four packs of these uh, because my my cold beer fridge is is running low um so i thought maybe i'd restack that up um but yeah so holy mountain check it out uh yeah if you know you know if you know you know um so yeah that's uh that's beer talk you can stop hitting (laughs) skip now we're done talking about beer yeah um but yeah let's talk about our other favorite thing basketball yes um unfortunately uh we don't have a game to talk about because the covid damn it the covid hit um i will say uh talking to you know someone on the team that it it seems that everyone's doing okay um so if anyone contracted it or maybe they were exposed or whatever we don't know the details yeah we still don't know yeah so we (laughs) We still don't know exactly what happened as far as we know everyone is safe and good and okay and and not having any dramatic impacts at this point so and it's important and it it must have you know they i think they expected to be out longer but they're already uh you know going ahead with the uh idaho game which will be today if you're listening to it um, you know tomorrow whatever i have to write a preview god damn it yeah um but um which which should tell you by the way that like whatever happened was some sort of last minute thing Mm-hmm. where they maybe didn't know the extent of what was happening and they just had basically they just had no choice but to postpone that first game until they kind of got it all yeah. sorted out. And the women's and, team also is suspended. Oh so, my gosh. Uh, they, these, they still yeah. haven't played their first game. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to until the weekend, I think. Yeah. I think uh, so they had two games this week rescheduled for this week and those got canceled again or postponed again and I think the 11th is when they're finally going to play their first game. So yeah, yeah, it's rough. I'm, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe there was some sort of, <laughs> uh, some sort of uh, close contact from there because we know athletes hang out. Maybe not. I don't know, but it's yeah. All I would think. I, th- I think there's definitely some you know intermingling between the basketball teams in particular. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're probably being told to stay away from each other yeah. at this point, but obviously we know that. Uh, uh, you know, college kids don't always make the, 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 they're not always good what's at risk that, What's assessment? that we were Let's talking about with way. my, with my toddler and agency? Well, <laughs> a college kid ain't no different. So yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And it's like, you know, you tell a pro football player, Hey, you know, you better do this. And a pro football player goes, wow, you better, you better be in bed by 10 I have, and you better I have millions of dollars on the line. College football player. Hey, you better do this thing. It's like, or what, you know, it's like, or like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'll be fine. We'll be fine. Uh, but, you know, I mean, listen, uh, you know, we keep talking about COVID like, okay, well, we've become numb to it, right? Very much. And, so. Even you know, though I mean, it's it, pretty much as bad as it's ever I know. been or worse. So. And it was only a couple months ago that you and I were like, shame, shame. We should be talking about how Trevor Lawrence is, you know, hopefully he's safe and healthy. And here we are, you know, a couple months later, we're like, oh, yeah, another COVID outbreak. I mean, it's but it's hard to remember sometimes how big of a deal it is. And that, look, there are a range of results in between uh, getting sick, being symptomatic and being asymptomatic. And then there's like so, for example, today, Al Blades Jr., 
Seahawks fans might remember the name Blades, right? Brian Blades. Brian Blades. Uh, yeah. This would be this would be his nephew, who plays at Miami, and he is he got COVID, and he is now going to sit out the rest of the season because he's having he has myocarditis now. So it's it's like you know, granted the the they seem to have determined that the myocarditis, which is the heart issue that can be associated with COVID, uh, is pretty rare. In occurrence, yeah. but it still happens and these things still happen and people still have after effects. And even if most college kids are going to be asymptomatic, it's still there's still a chance they're not just going to be asymptomatic. And there is a chance that they, you know, that, that their body uh, doesn't recover from from it as quickly as it as, as everybody would like to think that it should. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, I'm, you know, I, I can't, you know, when, when the thing came down about the game in Colorado, you know, we we're talking with somebody close to the program and we were like, you know, basically, Hey, is everybody okay? Like that's some matters and it sounded like everybody's all right. So, you know, game on with Idaho, right? Yeah. The, the uh, longest running rivalry West of the Mississippi, um, in ter- in terms of continu- continuous rivalry. Yeah. Um, that would have so... been a shame for that to end. We don't yeah. I know a guy really good. Yeah. Ugh. But uh, so, um, yeah, Idaho sucks. Uh, if we want to get into the preview, like, yeah. they are very bad. Um, this is not a team they should ever, ever lose to. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll be as dramatic <laughs> as you want on that. This yeah. is this, this is not even close to the level of the teams that beat Ernie Kent. Um, this is a very, very bad team. This is truly one of the worst teams in college basketball. Um, they, I, I think we've talked about before on the podcast, the big sky is doing a thing where you basically travel to a team or they travel to you and they play two games. Um, so they've, they've, they've played two games so far and both were against Sacramento state, Sacramento state um, in terms of Ken Palm rankings is roughly the same as Texas Southern. And they beat them pretty soundly twice um, in a row. Uh, down there on Thursday and Saturday, so um, pretty bad. Uh, they Idaho was not good last year, and then they also <laughs> lost. They were their... three twenty three last year, and they're they're actually worse. Yeah, because they they yeah they actually lost uh, their far and away best player Trevon Allen to a senior, and then they also lost their next best player Markel Frazier to a transfer. Um, I think he's at like an NAI school now, so I don't know what happened there. Um, they lost uh, their point guard, who true, truthfully might have been addition by subtraction because he wasn't very good, Keisha Dixon. But but they definitely lost a lot of minutes. I mean, their minute, minute continuity is is roughly the same as ours, uh, but that that's the same the same number of players playing the same minutes as last year is what that means. Um, yeah. It's it's a new new stat on Campon. It's fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so you take away like Trevon Allen was a legitimately good player and he was taking 37% of the shots, which was the eighth most of any player when he was on the floor uh, in the country. Like, so they were heavily, heavily dependent on him. And now you, they have guys that were basically role players last year, stepping into much, much bigger roles. Um, you know, guys like. Uh, Scott Blackney, who was take, you know, he was about a, a 17% usage guy this last year. Now he's a 28, 27.5% usage through two games. Uh, you know, that you get guy and, and, you know, he's, he's been, he was 
decent. I do wonder, although he is a, a six eight uh, center, so I'm wondering if maybe they're in Sacramento State's kind of a small team. So I don't know if this was a. Um, it's it's hard when they play two games with both the same team. Some of these player things could be almost as much about a matchup as they are about anything. Right. Uh, so maybe Blackney isn't the center of their offense. You know, it'd probably be more likely a Gabe, guy like Gabe Quinnette because um, you can kind of tell by the minutes. He, he's like the point guard distributor guy. Um, so we'll probably see him shoot a lot. But really, none of these guys are great. Um, they're small. Like I said, 6'8 center. They do have... They do have a 6'10 guy and a 6'11 guy. Uh, they didn't play very much. Well, the 6'10 guy played quite a bit against Sacramento State. So he's big, um, but it doesn't seem to be very involved in the offense. But, he, you know, he at least can grab rebounds and stuff. But, I mean, overall, there's just they're just kind of talent. They've had a talent drain off of an already bad team, and that's where they're at. They're even an even worse team this year. This is a not a team that WCU should lose to at all. No, <laughs> no. no, it's and it's it's like the way that that program has fallen off is is like really stunning. Yeah. Um. And look, I mean, I think our fans, you know, think of Idaho as a team we should beat, which is true. We should always beat Idaho, right? At everything, all the time, forever and ever, right? I mean, that's you know, I remember when Mike Price lost to Idaho in you know two thousand. What was it like two thousand? 2001 something mm-hmm. like that uh <clears throat> or maybe it's 99 something like that anyway and uh and i remember being just like apoplectic about it and this is you know two years off of or three years off of mike price taking us to a rose bowl <laughs> and right. i'm just like i'm running around fire mike price you cannot lose to idaho ever at anything <laughs> you know and like i mean i'm working at uh cbs Sportsline at the time my boss don borst uh some of our older listeners who've been in the tacoma area might remember don uh and don looks at me and he's just like new sir and i'm like what and he goes Mike Price took you to a Rose Bowl. Like, come on, man. He was just giving me the old uh, know your place speech yeah. is basically what he was yeah. doing. And I was like, come on. But I mean, but that's kind of our attitude, right? It's like we should be forever and ever better than Idaho. A lot of years that was like, eh, you know, with basketball, it was like, eh, you know, Idaho's respectable, man. I mean, they're under, like a, under they're like a 150 to 200 Ken Palm type team. Like, that's a decent team. That's yeah, like they had a lot kind of, of where we are, you know. They right had a now. lot of solid teams under Verlin. Yeah. And then his last and now, year, and then they it just totally went tanked. off a cliff. Like, yeah, they peaked at 126 in Kempom in 2018, yeah. which is WSU like, has a pretty w, good team. WSU, that's about where they ended up last year. Yeah. Like, and so that, you know, they went 22 and 9 in the big sky. They were very good. 14 4. I mean, 22 yeah. and 9, 14 4 like, in conference. They, they, they were doing things. And then the next year, they just, they were literally 348 out of like 350 yeah. they were beset whatever, by yeah. there were all sorts of off-court issues Verlands yep. ends up getting yep. fired like yep. and that was only marginally related to the performance on the court i mean they just went yeah in the toilet and then uh the new coach that clause has you know obviously not uh not not been able to do much and and he of course walked into a really terrible situation because he First of all, he's taking over for Verlin, and I I don't remember either. Did they have some self imposed sanctions as well? Because uh, that of that, sounds, that sounds familiar. I so mean, they may have they lost also, they scholarships also, the, the too. One twenty six, like they went from one twenty six three forty eight. They lost one two three four five six 
senior rotation players off of yeah. that team. And so they were going to be bad regardless. And then, of course, there was other stuff. And so, yeah, they they're, they have completely fallen off. Yeah. Um, I know. I mean, these players play against each other all the time. Yeah. Probably um, not so much right now. but Yeah, probably less now. But, like, they're playing at the rec centers. They're, they're playing close scrimmages. They're, they're playing – they're they're hooping against each other a lot. There's a there's a little bit of a rivalry there, but yeah. at this point, like the WSU team should be so far above yeah. the Idaho team that this yeah. is I just there's should not, be a walkover. Yeah, it should be a walkover. Again, when we say that, like Ken Palm predicts it to be a 17 point win. So if that's a lot. That's a that's a lot on Ken Palm. <laughs> that's like, a lot. Yeah, that's because that's lot. an average. Yeah, that's the average. That's so, the average of the simulations. Yeah, so there's yeah, there's fifty percent of the simulations are more than that, fifty percent or less. So yeah, it could be you know. So if if I don't mean I, I mean you want to see them win by more because you want to see improvement with the team yeah. and stuff. But yeah. yeah, if it is only a seventeen point um, win, don't freak out. But also just. Yeah, if it's a two point win, maybe freak out. Like, I don't know if it's <laughs> or a loss or whatever. Yeah, if we're trailing at halftime again, I might start freaking out a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. So this, yeah, this is not a good team. Um, no, they're bad uh, at everything, man. They literally are bad, except at for three point shooting. Yeah, but that's, that, that's also that's after two games. Yes, you know that's who knows. Yes, it is. Who knows if they're actually good at that? You know, I mean they, the big they, the big thing is the turnover percentage. I mean that's always going to be the first thing I look at. No, with they also didn't shoot very many threes. So no, but yeah, no, turnover no. percentage. Yeah, yikes! That's always the first thing I'm gonna with, with us and our defense. I'm always gonna look at the opponent's turnover percentage on offense and be like, if they're turnover prone, I'm gonna be like, we got them right. Like that's that's always because if they're a team is turnover prone on offense. The chances of them not turning it over a bunch against yeah. us are are almost none. And I, and I will say, Sacramento so. State the last couple of years under Brian Katz has um, really they they've become a, like a team that forces a lot of turnovers. So you combine that with Idaho, who I don't know who's even playing point guard for them at this point. Um, so it's it, you know it's a challenge. You know that it's new guys. They're both they have a senior and a, and a freshman who are splitting the men's a point guard. And so I don't know that they, that's just a, yeah, they, they, they should be able to force turnovers. They should be able I mean, to, dom- they should like, dominate the glass against the <laughs> here, team. Here's something funny about Idaho last season, um, which should give you a sense of how far the program has fallen. Uh, so they were ranked 323, which again is higher than what they were ranked right now. Um, they won They're higher than the year before. <laughs> yeah, and they won six games or won eight games. Excuse me, they won eight games. And here's the rankings of the. First of all, they beat Evergreen State, <laughs> which counted as an actual win on their record. Which counted as a win on their record by six points. Uh, by six points. Uh, although they did beat Walla Walla by fifty, so good job on that. Suck it, Walla Walla. Beat VMI by one. Beat Cal State Bakersfield by six. Uh, really nice win against Portland State, one by eleven there, uh, and then also one by fourteen against Sacramento State. Three point win over Eastern, and then uh, a four point win over Idaho State before uh, losing in the Big Sky tournament. So, yeah, yeah, they uh, they're bad, man. They're bad, and uh, we should we should kill them. And 
you know, it's uh, it's going to be disappointing really, if we don't. You really hope for a get right game for the offense, yeah. honestly, yeah. because that's like, what you're hoping. There for. should be easy shots, and yeah. Um, yeah they if, put the, the one thing they don't do is put people on the line. But as we know from watching Ernie Kent's defense, (laughs) if your defense is horrible and you're not putting anybody on the line, that really just means you're barely trying is what that really means. That just means they're too open. They are just like layups without anybody near them is is what that is. So, yeah. So, yeah. I-D-A-H-O. Yeah. Uh, Idaho, 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 go, 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 or no, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry. I don't want to just bag on idaho but honestly but we are, we just did they're so bad like i can't like i cannot <laughs> so find bad. a positive like scott no. blackney did pretty well against sacramento state yeah. he was also bigger than most every one of yeah. sacramento state's players uh he is you know he's he's like he's got that wider body but he's six eight center so yeah they do have a six ten two sixty center um so maybe him and and Vova can bang on each yeah. other a little bit. You know, I don't know. And we just, by the way, we just don't know who's going to play or not going to play in the game. Right. I mean, that's the other thing we're coming yeah. off a of COVID thing. We don't know who's going to play and who's not going to play. It does sound like Tony Miller's situation is not good. Um, and that came from, that came from uh, Kyle Smith yeah. in his press conference. So sounds like that's not great. But other than that, I mean, you know, we we don't know. We don't know. And they're probably not going to tell us. So, you know, I mean, I don't just, think they'll ever tell you which, uh, if any no. players have COVID or anything, I don't think no, they'll tell you which that. is, I don't know. I don't know if that's good. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, if I have really strong feelings about that, but whatever. whatever. I do think, so we're like looking, um, we're just like kind of cursory looking at what guys have done with two games. I'd be funny thinking like an, a, a reverse Idaho, like the, the the if if there was a counterpart of ours that existed as an Idaho fan, they're looking at like Noah Williams fifty percent on threes so far this year. Yeah, got to You got to make sure not to leave that guy. Yeah, open. make sure and find that guy. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully they kill him. Yeah. Hopefully, and then that starts a stretch. Uh, you know, we'll talk about this more, but Portland State. Uh, on Sunday, uh, these are all home games. That's another plus three, a 300 plus team. The toughest in the stretch will be Montana state. Um, but they do get five days off before that game. So, uh, maybe that helps. And, um, other than that, yeah, there's, I'd say four of the next five should be walkovers yeah. Montana state. I could see being a little tougher, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, Hey, maybe we'll pick up then, some more top 25 votes. Yeah, <laughs> I do love look, that people you, are like, when, look at them. They got top 25 votes. And I'm like, it was one, one guy, guy. <laughs> one weirdo who ranked them number Dude, 23. You can't, you can't ignore when <laughs> three wins over Texas, Southern, Eastern Washington, Oregon State. Yeah. Just powerhouses. Yeah. Just taking them down. Narrow wins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. I don't know. It's you know, it's it's nice. I guess it's neato. Hey, it'd be nice to get through these next uh, five and be eight zero going yeah. into you know a really tough uh, opening weekend in Pac twelve play. Yep. yep, that'd be nice. I don't know where, I don't know where or if they're going to squeeze in the the Colorado game. Yeah, I'm not honestly sure not sure. I, I was looking at the schedules, and and to be truthful, the only place where uh, there's any kind of a break is Christmas. 
So, um, or, and and I think this is probably what's most likely is they just try to squeeze it in. If both teams have, you know, a mutual cancellation, because those are going to happen. Uh, I think we know from watching football that this is, that that is definitely, definitely going to happen. Um, entire weekends are going to be wiped out for teams. I will say, we know this is going to happen. I will say, uh, um, so they both play rivalry. I wonder if the whole Pac-12 is doing this. They they both have the rivalry games on Saturday, March 6th, and both only play on Saturday previously. So they have a week in between mm. the last that week might of be the a good season. Spot so too. Yeah. They, they might throw it in there. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So I it won't probably won't be soon. It probably won't be in December unless for some reason they wanted to forego Christmas. But uh I just can't, like, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine. I mean, it's this is rough enough as it is on these guys. Uh, yeah. it, 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 they ask a lot out of them, and uh, I don't. I don't think taking away Christmas is, is a thing that they. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing they probably should be doing. Yeah. All right, uh, basketball. Uh, check it out. Uh, I'm sure it's on Pac-12 Network tomorrow. I, I'm sure it is, uh, like all of them. No, no, it's on. It's on Big Fox. Uh, it's a primetime game. No, I'm just uh, but <laughs> it's yeah, the Battle of the Palouse, man. <laughs> what time is it? Who game? doesn't want to see that? Nine p.m. I mean, heck, you know, North Carolina and Duke get a nationally televised game, and they're only you know eight miles apart. So. Yeah, what's the difference? What's the I mean, difference? It's the same thing. It's the, the same. Our uniforms look better. Yeah, yeah. Idaho's got that black and gold going for them. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, signing days a week away. Yeah. Yay. Woo. yeah. All right. I don't know, man. There, not much has changed. I mean, we talked about that. Like, yeah, there was one, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, how we, we were losing a few kids, but, but then they've had one flip from Fresno state, a wide receiver. Yeah. So the flip from Fresno state on the wide receiver came like what, within a week or two of the D commit from a wide receiver. Yeah. And, they haven't been really picking up any other commits uh, lately, which I, I think we talked about this before, but in case we didn't, uh, I, I'm starting to think that they're they're not planning on handing out all 25 scholarships mm-hmm. uh, for this class. Um, and, and maybe that's, you know, I, I would guess that it just has to do with who might be coming back as seniors. Um, the NCAA has well, given no indication that they're going to let teams go over 85. And and I got to think, like, they'll probably give a guy like Aiden Hector a scholarship next yes, year. Yes, yes. So you're going to have that. You're going to probably have some other walk-ons. Maybe Lucas Bacon as well. And they honestly, they probably don't know who's coming back. Like, that's that's probably part of the issue is they want to keep some of those scholarships kind of tucked in their pocket because the last thing you want to do uh, is be chasing off some of these seniors, right? Like, you just <laughs> – like, that'd be, that would be an exceedingly bad look. To be like, yeah. hey, thanks for everything. Thanks for putting up with COVID. Like, can and, you uh, leave? We don't really have a spot for you anymore. You know, like I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of someone like who, like like on on Sunday who didn't play very well. Like Derek Langford. Hey, thanks, buddy. Uh, but you're not really in our future plans. So uh, maybe find somewhere else to play next year. Like I just, I don't know. There will be some guys who leave because that's just what happens. But I'm sure they just they're they're gonna probably have to treat it pretty delicately. And they they probably at this point don't know who those guys are, you know, because I mean, things are fluid. Things change. I mean, I, I guarantee you they didn't think Will Rogers was transferring. Yeah. 
you know, and, and then away he goes. And, you know, they didn't come into the season thinking Lamont McDougal was going to transfer. And, you know, I mean, it's, so there's all these guys that, you know, they probably didn't think were going to transfer that they probably were counting on, you know, so who knows, who knows what happens between now and the end of the year. My guess is they're probably going to sign, you know, 15 guys or so, 17 guys or so next week. Uh, and then after that, maybe they just kind of manage it with, okay, who goes, who stays, uh, the late signing day is not until February. So, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Them a couple months to sort it out. Cruton, man. Yeah. But hey, uh, really, really, really excited about that new receiver who I know nothing about, but I'm sure he's awesome. Yeah. Tons of upside. Yeah. Tons of intangibles. Diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. I heard, that's what I heard. You know, just uh, the next insert. He's not from Washington, part. though, so I don't know if he. I don't know if he's going to care. He's not going to the Apple Cup. Not, yeah, he might not care about the Apple Cup. So, well, I, he does I, have great hair. I did notice that. I saw yes. a picture. Yeah, Joshua Guys, Meredith excellent. is his name, by the way. Ex- yeah, there we go. Joshua Meredith, excellent hair. Uh, I wish my hair. It's like it's like when every time I watch Matter- Isaac Bonton play, and I'm just like jealous. He is from Matter Day. Hair. Matter Day, which is like a football factory of high school. <laughs> um, so that's always nice. Yeah. So he, yeah. he plays against uh, other good high school football players. That's good, um, I guess. Yeah. Hooray! So yeah, you know, I just mm, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it shakes out. It's all very strange, very weird times. Uh, but you know, if you're thinking yeah. we need big reinforcements for next year, I don't think they're coming in this recruiting class, but you never know. And also suck it Fresno state. Yeah. Suck yeah. it. Yeah. Suck it. School that used <laughs> to be coached by Jeff Tedford. Suck it. Courtney Morgan lead yeah. recruiter at Fresno state on, <laughs> on, uh, uh, according to two, four, seven Andre Allen owned you. Yeah. That's right. That is right. <laughs> oh, yeah. recruiting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Is there anything else? Uh, no, probably not. Hey, is this what, what time? What time we got? Here? Oh, one fifteen. Nice. We're good. So proud of us. Um, yeah. I mean, when the football game's not that interesting, we still talked about it for like thirty-five minutes. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, give us, give us a, give us a subscribe if you haven't done that yet. Um, yeah. You know make sure you listen to every podcast so it keeps downloading uh give us a give us um a five-star review you know that yeah. that's great write something write something nice give us a recommendation um follow jeff on twitter at pod versus everyone uh pod pod vs everyone and then me on twitter at the craig powers um for all your uh sounders seahawks yeah. I was going to say, advance warning, it's going to be lots of sounders for the next few days. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, Seahawks, Cougs. There's always a lot season. of Cougs. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brucey, Dortmund, Tottenham, all that stuff. Just depending. You know, as long depends as you... Depends on the day of the week. Depends on the day of the week. Um, and what time of day it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Earlier <laughs> Follow the us in the morning for soccer. Follow <laughs> us at night for football. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah any other yeah. call outs no i don't think i no, think we're I good it, all right uh go kooks joe go kooks craig black lives matter black lives matter <laughs>